Okay, so let, let's talk about the ten plagues. Okay. The obvious question that we should be asking ourselves is why ten plagues? If the last one is the most effective, why don't just cut to the chase? Right. Tell Pharaoh, tell Pharaoh all the firstborn are going to die, and he was a firstborn, and bingo. That's a great he point. I mean, what what was he trying to prove? I know it sounds kind of, and I don't intend it to be sarcastic, but that's kind of what maybe someone else might be thinking. Well, yeah, why would he go through the torture of putting them through so much torture and so much pain and testing the Israelites and testing their faith for so long when he could have just snapped his finger and been done with it? Yeah, it sounds cruel. And especially when children read it and they're so excited, you know, oh, wow, yeah, the snake, the, 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 you know, the frogs and then the animals and they just, they just really get excited about this stuff and it's not, it's not the right feel. Mm -hmm. So if the objective was simply to get the Jews out of Egypt, did we really need any plagues at all? Right. Right. Why not just have them leave and have the Egyptians follow them into the sea and just end it? The plagues were not to get the Jews out of Egypt. The plagues were to get through to Egypt, mm. to the Egyptians. Right. Gotcha. Because it was for their benefit as well that they had to be introduced to God mm. to replace all of their idolatry and little gods. So it was a learning experience for the Egyptians, not just a punishment. Mm -hmm. And it took 10 steps. Because of all the 10 faculties of the soul, in the Egyptians, all 10 of them were corrupt. Was it that they had 10 other forms of idols? Is that kind maybe. of? Maybe. Maybe. Mm. Could be, could be, that for each of their, each of their uh, human faculties, they had a different idol. <laughs> right. That's very likely. What is the significance of, of ten in general? I mean, you've got the ten, you got the ten plays, you have the ten tests. That, of course, that's in the midrash, not in the Torah itself. But I mean, the ten tests of Abraham, uh, the ten commandments. I mean, is there is there a significance in that number altogether, and why it's being implicated yeah. so many times? There are ten functions of the soul. And the ten sephirot, right. Yeah, yeah. So you have three mental faculties and seven emotions. Okay. And all of them were corrupt. Wow. So you have sometimes a person is corrupt in their hatred. They've got too much hatred in their system. But in their mind, in their head, they're okay. They got it all figured out. They understand right from wrong. They just can't harness their hatred. Mm -hmm. So you've got a single correction to make that doesn't take 10 plagues. But with the Egyptians, every faculty, every function was corrupt. Their thinking was corrupt. Their love was corrupt. Their hatred was corrupt. Everything. So each one of them needed to be repaired. So there was a plague for each of the 10 faculties. Hmm. 
So God was not simply playing with them. That is so refining them. That is so amazing. I mean that that connection between the ten, the ten aspects of of a human being: the seven and three, you know, the uh, the mental and the emotional, and then the ten plagues. It literally was like he was chipping away at every single piece of their existence. Right. Mm. And in the end, it worked because Pharaoh said, when he told the Jews to leave. He said, God is righteous and I am been wrong. Mm -hmm. So it did work. Then there's another important thing. God keeps saying to to Moses, I will harden his heart and he will not send the Jews out of the land. Well, if God hardens the heart, why do we blame Pharaoh? Right. And also... It's, a, it's an important principle in, in the Torah that God never interferes with your freedom of choice. Mm-hmm. Right. Hardening Pharaoh's heart seems like he's interfering with Pharaoh's freedom of choice. It's almost like Pharaoh would have let them go, but God hardened his heart, mm-hmm. made him cruel. So the meaning there is God did not harden his heart against the Jewish people or against slavery or against cruelty. God is saying, this plague will come, but he will not let you go because I will harden his heart against the plague. I will not, I will not accept his, uh, his cooperation as a result of the plague. I want him to decide that it's the right thing to do. So a plague would intimidate people. God said, but I'm not going to let him be intimidated. So he will still be himself. And as himself, he will not let the Jews go. Not until the 10th plague. So hardening the heart doesn't mean make him cruel. It means make him impervious to the plague. Hmm. So it's not the plagues that made Pharaoh let the Jews go. It was a change of heart, a change of belief, a change of perspective. When he realized God really wants the Jewish people and it's not the Jewish people looking for a religion. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, if God is waiting for you. you got to go. Right. You don't keep God waiting. So I wonder why he, even after he let them go, why did he rebel once again and chase the Israelites? From God's perspective or maybe, from his? From his, maybe because he was angry just looking for revenge now because of his son being killed too? Well, they told him, that was the the, uh, the storyline, they told him that they're going into the desert for three days. Right. When after three days they showed no signs of returning, Pharaoh changed his mind thinking 
if they were lying about that, they must have been lying about the whole thing. Ah. So they're not following God's command. They're just doing what they want to do. Right, right, right. Interesting, yeah. Huh. So one of the reasons that they that they originally presented it as a three day plan was not for the sake of the Egyptians, it was more for the sake of the Jewish people. They were not sure they wanted to leave permanently. So Moses made it easier for them and said, no, we'll just go for three days. If you don't like it, you'll come back. Right. Because the Jew was still so so addicted to the Egyptian thinking and Egyptian lifestyle that they, they weren't ready to give it up permanently. Right. And that's why whenever a problem developed, they said, let's go back. So the entire story is not simply a victory of good guys over the bad guys. That's, a, that's an old tale, and it's a, you know, overused and uh, become pretty banal. Mm-hmm. The real story is how the bad guys become good guys. Right. I think that for the rest of history, Egyptians no longer worship the Nile. So there's positive steps in the right direction then, that's what you're saying. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Permanent. Right, right. Not just temporary. Mm-hmm. So there, there was there was a, a, a significant improvement. 